Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we have outstanding guests today. We have a returning guest, Dr. Jody Bramer. She's going to be on with us for a couple sessions, and she's a marriage and family counselor, and she specializes in the military. She's a military wife herself, as well as having treated uh, military personnel and their families for many years. And then we have a really neat author coming on today, Rob. We have Lily Leonardi, and she's the mm-hmm. author of the shadow of a badge um and i you know i was reading her background and it was just so interesting you know that um you know she's been with the fbi she uh had her own medical issues uh related to uh pst uh sorry post traumatic stress and i just think it's interesting um you know to have somebody retired from the law enforcement professionals, you know, give us a different take. You know, we've got counselors on, we've had lots of people talking about PTS or PTSD, whatever you want, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you floats your boat. Right. On yep. that one. Uh, you know, because the jury's still out on a lot of this stuff. It is. And I think her perspective is so interesting because she has sort of had to wear multi hats all in the same day, <laughs> let alone in maybe a decade. You know, some of us may uh, have served and then have gone home and then become a parent or sometimes you're a parent and then you enlist and then you're deployed. So she's kind of had a multi-level having to wear many hats in one day and her method of of coping or method of processing or method of of uh just assessing her situation and and getting through beautifully and successfully is is such an intrigue and um, we're so delighted to have her it is you know she worked at the crash site of flight 93 in shanksville pennsylvania you know that was one of the aircraft that was involved in the september 11th and that really forced her to confront her connection to the divine which again is something you don't really think about with you know you don't think of spiritual and the FBI in the same <laughs> the same concept. <laughs> That's what I found was intriguing. Exactly, exactly. But how one supported the other, that, that's what's what's really beautiful. And um, her daughter had called her RoboCop at one point in time when she actually took offense to it. But I think uh, then she realized that, yeah, I, I have to... I have to focus on the task at hand. And, and isn't that true with so many of our military personnel where we're, uh, we've juggled, tried to juggle this so many times with communications. And sometimes when people are deployed or on duty, so to speak, they can't always 
communicate back home on the same level. It's nice for them to know that, yes, we're thinking of them, but they might not be able to have that casual conversation because they are, they're doing their job over there. Well, and I will tell you, you know, when I think of, you know, deployed parents and I think of myself as a single parent and, you know, I look at the kind of mode you get into uh, and I'm I'm much harsher, I think, than the other mothers, Rob, in certain respects because I have to get things done. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like I don't mm-hmm. have a husband that's going to take my car to the shop or and you get into this mode of like, look, you know, I'm sorry, but emotions really don't have a play in this. I've got, mm-hmm. you know, X, Y and Z to get done. It's like when I have. I had a car accident on Friday and mm-hmm. um, I was in and out of that accident in like 10 minutes. I'm like, here's my insurance. Take your insurance. Take a picture. Here's this. Here's your email. Here's this thing. Boom, boom, boom. I'm like, you know, I had to get on the road. I had to get. And when I got finally, you know, to my destination, I made my presentation and then I met a friend of mine for a late lunch and I got there, Rob, I lost my purse. I couldn't find my phone. I left it in the bathroom. I was a complete mess, but I had functioned all the way up to that point. And my friend yeah. Monique was like, what's wrong with you? But you get in that mode because you do what you have to do. And it's outside the norm of most families. And I Isn't think that true? in an es- escalated level is what our, our soldiers and especially soldier moms go through when they just get used to it. Both sides. Absolutely. Yep, definitely. Definitely. Oh, it, it's it's really wonderful that we have the opportunity to share these kinds of things because so many times someone will experience these these sorts of things and say, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? But <laughs> you really do have to face the fact, just as you recall when your mom died and my mom just died recently, um, you, you go through the function of what you have to do and it's a couple of months later that all of a sudden you say, all right, I need to have a little cry. Right. <laughs> or okay, I need to just kind of slow down here. You know, why am I why am I doing the silliest things? Where did I just put that post-it that I just wrote? Oh, it's still in my left hand. You know, it, it's those kinds of things that um yeah, we have to give ourselves a little time. Well, that's to my lean cuisines that were in the garage with the paint. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> found like a year later I kid you not I was went to the garage to do some touch-up and I went to get my paint for my kitchen you know and I went in there and I'm like there was a stack like they had a sale of lean cuisines like you know a dollar a piece or something like that and I had I don't know why but after my mom died I was putting my groceries away and I thought I should put my lean cuisines in the paint cabinet <laughs> oh gosh and isn't it wonderful to be able to laugh now at it i mean at, at the time when when you're sort of distraught you you just are bothered by those things but those are the kinds of things that you have to sit back and say yep there's evidence yeah i i needed to just kind of kind of regroup and and i think so many times we just need to give ourselves that permission Right. Well, and the acknowledgement of it, like what I liked yeah. what you said about, you know, the RoboCop thing, um, you know, because for a while there, you know, when I had the two little, they, my kids are really little and I'm like, you know, yeah. running my company and, you know, taking care of my mom and running to the hospital and doing this and this. And people are like, you know, oh, you're amazing. You know, how do you do all this? And it's like you do it in this different state of mind, which yeah. really pulls emotion, complete emotion out of it. I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel mm-hmm. anything. It could have been a birthday party and I didn't feel anything during that time because like that whole wall was shut off and I know a lot of family members have told me when their you know husband goes on deployment they shut that side of themselves down because it's the only way they can get through 
Right, right. And isn't that true? Uh, speaking of spouses, well, this is sort of an indirect way of getting into it. Did, ha, I don't know if you um, listened last week, we talked about um, the uh, American Military Spouses Choir. They mm-hmm. are on to the next level. And so we've got to keep cheering them on because if you caught their number, and I'll be able to post it tomorrow on our website, um, the song that they sang about heroes, it, you're just going to have to sit there with a box of Kleenex if you didn't, if you haven't already gone through it, because <laughs> it's just amazing. And actually, San, you, you were away last week, but I got to tell you, I, I played a clip of of their music and I lost it right on the air I just I just couldn't come back from that without being a little choked up <laughs> oh good so I'm not the only one who cries on the air oh that my was like word. my MO the last two years it was like oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know well I'll tell you this is uh th- th- I'm just so pleased that uh they are doing this I'm so excited for them to be uh, having this opportunity. They are so moved and uh, that they are getting the reception from America that they are. Uh, it's just empowering them all the more. And um, so I'll, I'll post that tomorrow on the website so everybody can catch it if they hadn't caught the, uh, caught the live show last week. So keep it keep tuned to America's Got Talent because boy oh boy our military uh, are very fortunate to have these families and spouses backing them up wow that's, yeah. that's awesome yeah it really is um yeah so um anyway i hope you had a great vacation you were away and welcome I home did I did. I didn't do anything. I like Good. looked at the water. I walked around. I cooked, you know, for my family. And I just, I just needed to disconnect from everything for a while. And I think, you know, um, there's a lot of women out there like me that hadn't had a real vacation. I hadn't had a real vacation. And a real vacation to me is something you don't even have to go to a hotel. You just need to oh, go gosh. somewhere else yeah. and not work for the week. And I, you know, I haven't done that in six years. Oh. And, um, I really felt a difference before and after, uh, Rob, I'm a different person. When I left, I was so stressed out. I was so strung out and I didn't realize how bad it was until I got back and Mm -hmm. realized what I could be. You know, that's the thing that this stuff creeps up on you. And it's interesting because, you know, Dr. Jody Bramer, when she comes on, she's going to talk about like decompression, you Mm -hmm. know, at the end of the day or at the end of certain cycles, like, you know, at the the end of the school year or the end of vacation, because we have all these transitions uh, that we're doing, uh, you know, because a lot of schools, some of the schools at LA Unified this uh, week are back to school today. We don't go back till September 4th, but it's school season again. Yeah, it really is. Uh, we go back, I think, that either the 26th or the 29th of this month. They go back on like a Thursday, Friday, and then they have the Labor Day holiday off. So they've got two short weeks to sort of kick off the year. But, yep, it's it's time to get back into – and it, it's almost a relief because then you're back to a little better schedule. <laughs> I think sometimes it's hard to, uh, it, as much as we love to lay back, the the discord of summer vacation can kind of wear on you a little bit. So I think getting back into a routine. See, I and... like the, go ahead. That's funny. You like the routine. I like it once I'm transitioned. Like I love the summer. I love the, the non-scheduling part of it yeah. and I love the scheduled yeah. part of the fall but where I struggle is that two three week transition you know with exactly. bedtimes and 
with, you know, getting up in, in obligation times. It's, it's hard to switch gears from one to the other. You're right. You're right. So multiple, multiply that exponentially when you have transitions with people who are off on deployment and coming home. Uh, that's incredible. So Jody is going to be on with us uh, to, to help us through some of those transitional things. But before we talk to Jody, we have author Lily Leonardi coming on. Her book, In the Shadow of a Badge, is a, a, a wonderful memoir, an account of her experiences after the flight of, uh, fl- excuse me, Flight 93 in Shankville, Pennsylvania. Um, FBI, uh, police, and now author, so you won't want to miss Lily Leonardi after the break. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Mobile is the future, and the future is now. Listen in each week, Tuesdays, 4 to 5 Central, to Brilliant Mobile Marketing with your host, Mobile Mary, as we simplify the hottest marketing channel, Mobile Marketing, and share secrets on how you can use mobile to be more brilliant, be more profitable, and have more fun in your industry. Join us each week to learn from brilliant business leaders on how to simply and easily capture a list of raving fans and turn them into loyal customers. This show will help business owners, authors, and speakers realize their own brilliance by tapping into the insights of fellow brilliant business leaders. We will also showcase brilliant tools, both traditional and digital, that will make you more brilliant in everything you do. Don't miss your date with Brilliant Mobile Marketing and your host, Mobile Mary, America's mobile marketing expert, as she shares her success strategies every Tuesday from 4 to 5 Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness, how emotions are directly related to physical illness and how to read your body like a book. Dr. DeVette will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVent live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help us out. Put your name at the top of his list and a statue. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. 
Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we are welcoming guest Lily Leonardi, which is a lot of L's, but it's a really cool name, and it goes with a really outstanding lady and a wonderful book, so we are really happy to have her on today, aren't we, Rob? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Do we have Lily? Yes. Hi. How are you? There you are, Robo Mom. I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. Mobile grandma, more like it today. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? I would love yeah, for you to give our listeners just a quick rundown of your background because it's really interesting. Oh, thank you. So right now it has more to do with being an author and a grandma. But uh, about 30 years ago, I started uh, my career in the law enforcement profession and was the first female on the department here in a small town about 20 miles north of uh, Pittsburgh. And uh, spent my almost my first ten years uh, in patrol as a police officer, and specialized in crimes against children investigations and youth violence prevention. And went on to serve for six years on two college campuses as the chief of uh, police at Chatham and Carlow Universities. And then in uh, 1997, was recruited by the FBI for the position of uh, community affairs, uh, to manage the community affairs for the Pittsburgh Division, which encompassed all of western Pennsylvania and West Virginia as a territory. And while there, I had the privilege of uh, delving into what I uh, thought was uh, the best work of my lifetime in working with young people and trying to prevent them from kind of going down the wrong road and negative choices. And again, was honored to work with about uh, 300 partnering agencies, some of whom were the military. So um, we worked uh, with several branches of the military, including the um, Army and um, down in through West Virginia, uh, several other units that... um, And I'm very proud of the fact my father uh, served four years in... The military. He was an Army Ranger and part of the Army Air Corps and spent four years during World War II in the South Pacific. Wow. Congratulations. Well, that's an amazing uh, background. I can only imagine that there must be a lot of various stories that must be wanting to come out. Um, was, was writing in the shadow of a badge uh, uh, something that came to you during the all of the pro- the events that were taking place, or was it more to just sort of purge all of the emotions that you had had once it was all complete? Well, you know, it I'd written all my life. Um, um, I'd written for about forty years, never did anything with it. But it started the book itself started uh, on the first anniversary, uh, right after the memorial services. The piece about the angelic encounter, I was afraid. I could tell I was beginning um, to become ill and was starting to have problems with flashbacks and different things for a while. And I was worried if something happened to me that the story would be lost. So I placed what I always call the first chapter, but it's actually the third chapter in the book, inside a, a book that my father had given me right before he died. It was written by one of our favorite authors that my father uh, was Lebanese by heritage, and one of his favorite authors was Khalil Gibran, 
who in his Maronite faith they considered one of their prophets. And um, so I put it oh, in there because I knew. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, that was neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the book was Jesus, the Son of Man, and I put it in there, and then really never did anything with it till a few years later, where as part of the therapy for post-traumatic stress, the psychologist and several of the other doctors suggested I begin to journal, and within a short period of time, the journaling turned into. It, it looked like chapters, and then very soon it was a, a full book. And my my one brother, who um, I gave him to read it first, he encouraged me to do something with it because he believed it wasn't only a healing tool that could be used for myself, but that others who were affected and afflicted uh, with post-traumatic stress. And, of course, to honor uh, those that were killed or injured, um, you know, at 9-11 at the three sites. So um, it was first a healing tool, as I said, but it began, it became more of not only a personal journey, but a journey to use the negative that had happened to try and help with a positive outcome for, for others too. Now, what, um, you know, when you, uh, when you suffered from, or still are, and I don't know, you know, I don't know the right way to ask this, but um, what were some of the things that you experienced um, for some of our listeners who are not, um, you know, necessarily active? of duty military and been diagnosed so that Mm -hmm. they can recognize I'm particularly interested because you're a female law officer and you know I'd Mm -hmm. like to know in what you experienced um, and that what helped you recognize uh, you know the PTSD so that other people might be able to recognize it in themselves well the recognizing part was hard and the part and the area where I could probably equate with a lot it's probably twofold Uh, those that are uh, the family members of the servicemen and women, I will tell you that they will be in denial about it. It took me about five years to accept the diagnosis, and in that time period, what started is um, sleeplessness, flashbacks. I would hear a sound and jump on uh, the telephone. I literally took every telephone out of my house except mm. in the bedroom in case of an emergency. Hypervigilance. Uh, uh, that was worse, and it's still the, the hardest part for me, uh, where as soon as, even if the grandkids are rolling around in the grass, I'm yelling at them to stop because they're going to get hurt. I still, that's the hardest part for me. But that was the early onset, and then what I learned was that what the doctors call props, something that's similar in the smells. Like, for instance, uh, one of the first smells at the Flight 93 crash site was the jet fuel mixed with the pine trees because there was a there was a fire in the forest around the crash site. So one of the first oh, wow. flashbacks I remember was being at a gas station and someone was pumping diesel fuel into a truck and it immediately took me back to to the site that day. So from the perspective of the the family members that are there to support, I would say that that from the law enforcement which in my my mind were brethren to the military because we work to serve and protect on the streets and they work to serve and protect our nation both here and you know abroad. But sure. the ego was the hardest part for me from that perspective. Even though uh, I was a female and there were a lot of soft you know soft 
emotions that related to my daughter, my the people I love, my grandchildren, I still had a tough edge to me because that was what allowed me to do the job I did. And I'm sure knowing, you know, I, I have a lot of friends that are law enforcement profession, but a number of friends that are also um, military. So from that and the denial is is probably the, the, the hardest part. I can't tell you how many times it took, and it wasn't really until um, as a result of not paying attention to the emotional uh, illness, the physical illnesses of my heart, my stomach, every aspect mm. of my body, including fibromyalgia, liver problems. And, you know, I don't drink, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I don't have, like, health issues uh, that relate to why my heart would have been doing, or as my doctors say, there's no organic reason why what still goes on with my body other than the stress. So mm. I would answer that as I have in the twofold. The cop in me didn't think it could ever happen to me and wouldn't accept it. And then um, from um, the other aspect of, of knowing that just everything felt like it was crashing in around me. Almost yeah. to the, the to the point of of um, as I as I've told others, every aspect of my life changed. I can only imagine the um, the, the change in your uh, ability to be. Fr- I I don't know quite what how to word this. The ability to be free to say I can take a new challenge because I've been through this. I now know I'm stronger. Uh, I'm able to face this, and now I can I can take another challenge. I would assume um, we've only got a couple of minutes, um, Lily, and mm-hmm. I'm so sorry that the segment is coming to a quick close here. Um, we want to make sure that people know where to find your book. And first of all, I want to make sure they have your website because your website has such interesting things on it. Thank you. Well, of, of course, again, the book is titled In the Shadow of a Badge, a memoir mm-hmm. about Flight 93, A Field of Angels, and My Spiritual Homecoming. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Hay House, um, and many, many of the chain stores like Barnes & Noble and Books a Million now have it, and, and a lot of the indie stores. Uh, the website is uh, www.lily, is L-I-L-L-I-E, Leonardi, L-E-O-N-A-R-D-I dot com. And they can also, my, my email address and that are also on the website. So, But I just want to say again that I, can, I totally support our military, the servicemen and women that, that, and their families, and uh, just to uh, and to respond to the what you had said earlier, when I when I feel sorry for myself, I try to remember that I was one of the lucky ones on that day. I didn't lose a family member. I wasn't aboard uh, one of those flights. Mm. So to be able to serve in the stay of those forty men and women, particularly on the site that we served at. Who honored us by by sacrificing their own lives? I try well, to. Leon, what, we have to go. Thank you so much. Thank and you, I, everyone. To find Lily and I. Bye bye.
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Connect with Juliana and connect with what lies beneath. Friday afternoons at 4 or 3 Central on toginet.com. Juliana is certified as a life coach who wants people to connect. Connect with what lies beneath, those truths and answers. And through her counseling practice, she has helped others find their personal power and fulfill their dreams. And she wants to do the same for you here on Connect with Juliana. Through intimate discussions, intriguing subject matters, and the expertise of her guests. For more on Juliana and her show, check out her website, connectwithjuliana.com. Juliana will cover it all. Nothing is off limits. She wants to know what matters to you. Make the connection. Tune in to Toginet to connect with Juliana to find out the facts that could be hidden beneath the surface. Connect with Juliana on Toginet to make a quality connection in your life. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 Central on toginet.com. Get ready to have some fun with some brand new insights from science. Join us for the radio show of scientist Oe Nandi. Born of Indian and Swiss parents, this linguist and biologist authored the book Human Language Evolution and will tell you the story of human history, why it began in Africa, and why there arose blonde people, how America was populated. And we'll be answering some much more similar thrilling questions. Scientist Owe Nandi is here to simplify the complex and to give us insight into our history and maybe even share one of his poems from one of two publications. Join us every Wednesday at 12 noon central on Toginet Radio for an insightful show with host, scientist, and poet Owe Nandi. There ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And what an interesting story, huh, Rob? So interesting. And uh, again, her uh, website, just because we did have to say goodbye so quickly, L-I-L-L-I-E-L-E-O-N-A-R-D-I.com. Fascinating, fascinating. Um, we're going to switch gears just a little bit over to um, Dr. Jody Bramer. Uh, you know, and I'd love to get her thoughts on on the earlier segment, and also to let listeners know that she has two therapy dogs that she's raising, which I just think is really cool. So I want her to open with that, and then we can talk a little bit more about uh, what we just learned today. That sounds wonderful, uh, well, Jody. Hello, are you with us? You. How are you, Robin? <laughs> uh, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. So nice to be back. Sandra, welcome back from vacation. Thank you. I'm so much more zen. I'm not even the same person. (laughs) (laughs) We all need that. Susie Manning would be so proud of you. (laughs) She would. I stood in the sun and everything. (laughs) Oh, 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 that is. (laughs) 
<laughs> so you well, gotta tell me what what's going on with these dogs? What are you doing down there in Oceanside? Oh my gosh! Um, actually, we have two. Well, I, I own three dogs, but two of my pups. One is eight months old, and one is four months old. Um, they are both being trained with the uh, with Sherry's Wounded Warriors Pack. Give a shout out to Sherry's Wounded Warrior Pack in Oceanside. Uh, she works free for the military, training military members uh, to have active service dogs to help them with their uh, PTSD issues or any other issues they have that have culminated from being in the military. She works with both active duty and retired, and we have two pups. One, if, if anybody out there is one of my clients, you know Daphne. She's my white American Eskimo eight-month-old, and she already is part of my staff. She works in my office with me with my clients as my therapy dog. And we have another four-month-old, German Shepherd Rescue, which, by the way, a big shout-out to German Shepherd Rescue of Orange County because all those rescue groups with the dogs do wonderful, wonderful things. And um, Jordan is being trained as a PTSD dog, which goes right along with the segment that you were just listening to. Uh, these dogs are specially trained to help specifically um, our warriors who have PTSD symptoms. Now, what does, does a dog get trained specifically to a patient? Or are you yeah. using one dog that will sort of help with the processing, almost help you in in connecting with the with the person who is is visiting you or seeing you? That's a very good question. Uh, sometimes I think uh, Daphne is my my own therapy, but honestly, her her personality and dogs' personalities play a big role in this. Her job is to be ultra sensitive to my clients and kind of be an emotional thermometer uh, when things get kind of elevated in here, whether it be crying or escalated voices. Daphne is very attuned to that, and she'll actually go over to my clients and jump in their lap or give them kisses oh and bring uh, bring the temperature down a little bit. My clients who come into the office. They know that Daphne will be there that day, so it's not like a surprise or anybody that's afraid yep. of a dog. I don't bring them in that day. But so many of my clients really have given me such positive feedback about the benefits of having a dog in the, in the therapy um, climate with them. And she's, she's extremely sensitive, and it's, it's really amazing to watch the transition when tempers get flared or if I have a couple that's on my couch arguing and she gets upset and jumps in between them, one of the couples will say, uh, you know, you're upsetting Daphne. Bring your voice down. And <laughs> it's kind of a trigger to let them know that um, you need to come back into a more moderate temperament because only through that temperament will anything be accomplished or get done. This is fascinating. Had you ever thought that a dog would be a, your your partner? <laughs> Well, having been raised with dogs and having them be a part of my life forever, I've <laughs> always seen the benefit. I've, you know, personally, as you asked, is she for me or is she for my clients? I honestly 
really couldn't tell you the difference <laughs> because she is she's every bit as much for me as my clients. Just don't tell the airlines if I try to t- travel with her. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the duties that she'll be performing are very different than the duties that Jordan will be performing, and that's what I think is so fascinating. And uh, Sherry's Wounded Warrior Pack that's working specifically for service dog training for PTSD is fascinating because service dogs can do can be trained to do so many things specific to any an individual's disability. You can have hearing impaired or sight impaired dogs or um, people who are confined to a wheelchair help them be more mobile. But PTSD is very specific. Uh, the things that the dogs are going to be trained to do and the duties that are required of them are um, specific to PTSD symptoms, very similar to what Lily was talking about. Mm. Do we have enough time to get into any specifics? Pardon? I say I find it fascinating because dogs almost have that that it, um, supernatural ability to sort of uh, resonate no matter what our emotions uh-huh. are. Absolutely. Um, they're very sensitive in a way that um, will, human beings never could be. Uh, not only do, are, is their hearing and their, their senses heightened, uh, but they really do have the sensitivity. I was watching a news segment yesterday on a woman who was talking about her therapy dog, her, actually her um, service dog, and saying how her anxiety uh, in being in a situation traveled down the leash into the dog and that the dog could sense her anxiety. And that's exactly true. It, it really is quite amazing. I was mm. working with Jordan, the PTSD dog, the other day and introducing her to traffic for the first time and taking her for a walk along a fairly busy street. And being uh, a 16-week-old puppy who'd never been around a busy street, she was, she was a little bit unnerved and by the presence of calming her, it of course calmed me as well, but mm-hmm. it also taught her that at the end of the leash is somebody that they can count on and that they can be sensitive to. And hey, if, if my owner, if my walker is doing okay, then it must be okay. And then that will transfer as she gets older and grows up to be able to portray or to, to um, convey that same sense of confidence to the person who's holding her leash to help with any anxiety that's going to happen out in public. Now, Jody, who is giving you the directive as to how to train this dog and for what purpose? Well, the training that Jordan is going through uh, is happening through, as I said, uh, Sherry's Wounded Warrior Project. And okay. that is a sanctioned um program through, I believe, the Marine Corps. I believe uh, that most mm-hmm. of the people who are there are coming from Camp Pendleton and are Marines, although she's not limiting herself to Marines by any, by any measure. Sure. And a lot of it is done, people know about it by word of mouth. I actually heard about her from another client who was using them for their own service dog. Yeah. And the training that Sherry's Wounded Warrior Pack does again, is very specific to the symptoms of PTSD. Uh, mm-hmm. She teaches the dogs and their own their handlers, that's what, that's what we're called, we're the dog's yeah. handlers, yeah. how to um, block. One of the commands is to block, and that means to stand in front of the handler 
and any crowd, so the dog will be taught to walk in a diagonal in front and stand there to keep people from coming too close to to the um, person. Yeah. Uh, there's another command called circle, which is exactly what it sounds like. The dog is talk, taught to walk in a circle around the handler, which gives the the um, the military member that safe space, which is so important for uh, PTSD people to have this sense that people aren't infringing on their personal space. Uh, it becomes a huge source of anxiety and stress, and that's why you'll see a lot of people who suffer from PTSD standing with their back against a wall or in the far corner mm -hmm. of a restaurant mm -hmm. and always with their back against the restaurant so they can see everything else that's happening to them. And this dog acts as a conduit uh, to allow the handler to have that sense that the space is controlled, the space is their own, and um, they have they have more control over it than they think. Hmm. And then the very last command, is, or one of the ones that I, I we haven't learned yet, is when Lily was talking about flashbacks and night uh, nightmares are very hmm. common with um, sufferers of PTSD, and the dog is taught to be sensitive to their handler's dreams. And if, the hand, if someone seems to be having a bad dream, the dog is taught to jump on top of the person and lay across them to either wake them up or to calm them down or to keep them from being a danger to themselves or others. Wow. Fascinating. I, I, we've only got a couple of minutes before the break, Jody. Um, how long is a dog in training before they're ready to be with their, their new partner? Well, in this case, with Sherry's Wounded Warrior Pack, they are being trained with their partner. The handler is there and going through training with them. And oh, the I length see. of time that it takes varies from, they call it a team. The handler yep. and the dog are a team. Um, it's not one or the other. They both have to work together. And it depends on how much time the couple, the team, is able yeah. to invest in working together both during the training sessions and outside of the session. Oh, and okay. also how long it takes the handler and the dog to kind of get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure that it is uh, a process, and um, as much as a wagging tail is wonderful, until the dog really is is just uh, at the point where they're they're doing their job, it's a it's got to be a process. Jody, we're going to uh, keep you with us. We're going to a break here on Military Mom Talk Radio. Dr. Jody Bramer with us today. Uh, fascinating things about training some service dogs. We'll be right back. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? 
Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on Toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Finally, a show that supports women who are in the midst of a transition in midlife. The show is Second Wind. Here's what certified coach, author, and host of Second Wind, Joyce Buford, wants you to know. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. We all need cheerleaders, someone who's on our side. Second Wind is that program to help women connect with other women, hear other women's stories. In a stressful world, find power in those stories. Learn to discover your passions and joys again. Create the life you want to live to the fullest. Join us for Second Wind with Joyce Buford, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Central, right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Welcome back, everyone. This is Robin Boyd with you, along with Sandra Beck. We're talking uh, right now with Dr. Jody Bramer. If you missed the earlier part of the show, uh, we spoke with Lily Leonardi. She's the author of In the Shadow of a Badge, among other public that she has produced. You'll want to find her at lilyleonardi.com, and that's L-I-L-L-I-E. You'll also want to check out some of our earlier shows. Um, we have a lot in the bank, so to speak. Uh, you'll find us all at militarymomtalkradio.com. You'll find us at iTunes, and you'll also find all of our podcasts right here on the Toganet station on our show page. Right now, we are with Dr. Jody Bramer. She's a licensed mayor and family therapist and she's a good friend to military mom talk radio to share her time we've discussed reintegration we've discussed relationships and we are uh talking a little bit today about uh service dogs but also how they are complementing uh, a person's life i i guess that's the way we say it it's not just um, the therapy for the moment that you are with a therapist or a team partner, you are um, beginning to launch life after military service and or any service. Sometimes PTSD does not necessarily have to come from military service. It comes from a lot of sources. So we're so glad that there are many 
advancements, people are sort of opening the box and looking at this recognition in so many different lights. Um, Jody, when you are talking to a family, um, some of the things that you might want to talk about is sort of either reconnecting or um, talking to them about uh, finding each other or finding the new person within each other. That's sort of an open-ended question, but what are some of the things that you talk to families about? Oh gosh, are we talking about are we talking about finding each other at the end of the day, or are we talking about finding each other, uh, checking in a, in life and reconnecting when you forget what it's like to have a spouse, and instead you're just having somebody who lives in the house helping raise the kids. It's true. It's twofold. I think when when at the end of the day we need to refine ourselves. But then it's it's sort of a uh, a bigger version of it when all of a sudden you've reconnected after a separation. Um, maybe let's talk a little bit about the end of the day. I, I know my husband and I have our time first thing in the morning. We have our coffee and we may not see each other for the rest of the afternoon, but in the morning is our coffee time and that's our special time. That is so important. But what I find with Marines um, or military folk is that usually somebody's out of the house before the rest of the family might be up. So yeah. <laughs> uh, being, being able to spend that morning time together is really something to cherish. Um, a lot of times the reconnection has to happen after everybody's come home, whether it's with a working mother or a non-working mother. Well, there is no such thing as a non-working mother. A mother yes. who works outside of the home or a mother who mm-hmm. works inside the home. And then, of course, the father, who I don't mean to be sexist, the the mother might be the military member as well. Um, Sure. Absolutely. So what we're looking at is how do you find each other at the end of the day and still give each other what they need um, in order to kind of decompress and uh, come down from whatever your duties were during the day, whether it be on the home front or in the work front. Both people have to be very conscientious of the fact that you have to leave work at work Mm -hmm. and when you come home there does need to be a transition time of you know taking off that one hat and putting on another one but the reality is is that if you've got somebody at home waiting or if you are the person at home waiting there has to be that transition to let the other person decompress and if somebody is at home waiting for the other partner to come home when the other person comes in, you have to give them that time, whether it be 10 minutes or 20 minutes, depending on how tough their day was, for them to kind of regroup and take their boots off as it is, um, mm-hmm. to kind of get their head back in the game so they can start the new evening ahead, which is to be centered and with the family. And the only thing that's required is if the person at home gives the transition person that time, it has to be mutual. And then the transition mm-hmm. person, when they've decompressed or gotten their few minutes of transition in there, they've got to be able to come out and say to the person at home, okay, it's your turn, what do you need? And right. they may need something as simple as help setting the table or it may be something as complicated as I need to get out of here before I kill somebody. <laughs> Let me take yep. a walk around the block or go to the gym or go to the store alone or do whatever I need to, you need to take over for a while and give me my time as well. And then 
the evening events have to come and people have schedules that have to keep. And then hopefully, if there's still time at the end of the day, they can have what you and your husband have, which is the coffee time, mm -hmm. and sit and be present together. And being present together can be something as simple as sitting and holding hands and watching TV together or actually sitting down and having a chat about what your days were like or, or what's going on in your life and catching the other person up. I think what too, do you uh, talk about? sometimes we talk about uh, a song that might be on. We'll, we'll usually have music on and sometimes it'll be, Oh, did you, uh, where, where were you when this song was out? Oh, I remember I was at the beach or I remember I was in Vietnam, you know, oh. <laughs> the, the differences of where we were at a particular, where a particular song was. Um, I was fortunate that uh, I was able to do when Steve was working crazy hours, I was able to get up with him before the kids were up we would have our coffee he'd go off and then I would it would be time for me to get the kids going and then I would either take a power nap later on or or do whatever I needed to do but it was worth it for me to get up and I was going to kind of say in order to have this communication sometimes there has to be a little give and take maybe a little sacrifice Maybe it's staying up a little bit later at night and, and catching or the power nap, or maybe it's the, a, a little text during the day that's, that's that reconnection. I know sometimes when Steve and I are away from each other, we'll send each other a little I love you or whatever through it, just in a text message, just to be able to stay connected. Um, I, I just oh, absolutely. think that's so uh, necessary. Oh, I agree. I agree. If if your schedules permit that, what a wonderful thing to be able to do. In this age of technology, my goodness, it used to be when I was growing up that my father would always call my mother uh, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. He was a doctor. Oh. He left for work in the morning, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom of four kids uh, up until I was like seven years old. And I remember every day around 1 o'clock, the phone would ring, and it would be my dad calling just to check in. And yeah. that kind of set a precedent. And I thought, how wonderful that they have that connection throughout the day. Because who knows when mm -hmm. he would come home at night. And to know that there would be that thought of each other during the day. I mean, that's probably what contributes to them still being married 58 years later. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. We're not there yet. We're only 37 years, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on well the 50-something. <laughs> Oh my God, that's I'm, wonderful, Robin. I'm thinking too of this young couple that we're very good friends of, and he's a police officer, and she's just gone back to work. And the, the talking about this, giving each other the time, he would be, uh, he works. Uh, he's an officer in the, in the city, so he does see some intense things, um, and we're talking shootings. We're talking horrific things that people shouldn't have to even witness, and then uh, having to come home and having to, uh, like you say, decompress. But he has to let her know, okay, um, let let I'm I'm ready, or I'm I'm. I, you know, I just took a shower and now I'm, I'm ready to give you a hug or whatever. I guess exactly. that communication is so important. What I, what I suggest to my couples is that they do have that communication, that when one of them comes home at the end of the day, to say, to actually say, I need five minutes, I need yeah. 30 minutes, I need something. Because 
people can't read each other's minds. And when yes. somebody walks in the door, the people who are at home, they wanted to jump on them and, and love them and share the day. And this is what I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for somebody to come home. And, and the person who's walking in the door feels oftentimes overwhelmed and not ready. And uh, they need to say, to actually say, I, I need this amount of time to regroup. It's as if you have a pitcher full of water and all day long you've been pouring the water out. And at the end of the day, you have no water left in the pitcher. So when your family comes to need you or your spouse comes to need you, you don't have anything left to give. But if you ask for those, those few precious moments and you ask for it, you actually say, I need some time, this amount of time, then the pitcher has a chance to refill a little bit and you have a little bit more water to to pour out for the rest of the day. You have a little bit more to give. And I use yeah. the pitcher as just a visual analogy, but the truth is if the pitcher is empty, you got nothing to give. Exactly, exactly. So don't let it get all the way empty. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, gotta refill it that. somehow. Yeah. Gotta make sure you got the water. somewhere else. <laughs> oh, Jody, I'm than others. Yeah, we are coming to the end of the show, Jody. I want to make sure that everybody has your website. Would you let people know where they can find you? Absolutely. I am at www.jodybramer.com, and that's J-O-D-Y. And my last name is Bramer, B as in boy, R-E-M like Mary, E-R, JodyBramer.com. And if you're in Southern California, that's where I'm located, and I'm here to help. That's wonderful. And I do hope you'll send us a picture of, of some of your uh, dogs that you're working with, that you're teaming with right now, because um, <laughs> I think that... The- <laughs> I'm just so excited to to. hear about these. We'd love to share them with our listeners. Thanks so much, Jody. I appreciate that. We're always delighted when Jody comes to visit us. Thanks to Lily Leonardi, and thanks to Jody Bramer, and thanks to all of you for being with us. We wish you well. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next week on Military Mom Talk Radio.